0: or you can email radio at bnntv.org.
1: Matters. Uh, We have a very uh, distinguished guest today who's not only known nationally but internationally for her work uh, in the pro-life movement. Today we're going to look at this increasing trend, which is rather dangerous, called chemical abortions, and then also look at uh, moral injury. What is moral injury? So we're going to welcome Kaylin Carlson. Welcome, Kaylin.
0: Great to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, Kaylin, uh, what what do you make of, first of all, all the chemical abortions that are occurring, and uh, uh, what have you found?
0: Well, um, we're living in various, very dangerous times with the chemical abortion, and that's why I'm so thankful that you are allowing me to share today, because there is a lot of misinformation out there regarding chemical abortion that people really need to be aware of. And so we are just going to dive in, and I'm going to share a little bit about what I know. There is a lot out there. One thing that I do is I help answer a crisis hotline for women that are it, it can be also men who are experiencing trauma after their abortion. And we are seeing higher calls related to the chemical abortion and just the other day, um, there was a woman that called. She had she was in the process of her chemical abortion and was not, she was not expecting and not prepared for what she was going to see. And she was actually holding the baby in the palm of her hand and saying, oh, my gosh, what have I done? What have I done? I have killed my baby. What do I do with it? And it's just very traumatizing and, like I said, um, Brendan, very misunderstood. So thank you, thank you for allowing me to share today.
1: Mm-hmm. What else would you like to share uh, in that regard? Uh, I know I know that uh, wastewater treatment plants now find a lot of little small babies uh, in their screening process at the end of the uh, cycle, um, wastewater treatment cycle, uh, which uh, I've found to be quite alarming. People are flushing the, the baby down the toilet.
0: Right, and there, there is a lot of trauma with that because the, when they see that it's a baby, it's like the level of humanness is touched. They see that it's a human. Mm-hmm. And if they have flushed, the, flushed it down the toilet, there's just no, there's, it makes it more of a traumatic loss. And the grief is excruciating because there's really nothing to grieve. And they are the ones, you know, that they feel like they're the ones that killed their baby. And so it it really is, like I said, I keep saying it's it's very traumatic. It is very traumatic. So today what we're going to do is explore chemical abortion a little bit. Um, I put the learning objectives for today and tomorrow. There's identify risk factors related to abortion with an emphasis on the chemical abortion, which is also known as RU-486. And we're going to examine the interpersonal and intrapersonal impact of abortion. And then we're also going to define and explore a new, relatively new term called moral injury as it relates to abortion and a little bit about betrayal trauma and the injustice gap. If we get that far, I'm not sure we'll get that far, but Lord willing, we'll try. So the first thing about chemical abortion is it was FDA approved uh, in 2000. And what we have seen between 2015 and 2018, we saw an increase of abortions from 25% chemical abortions to now we're looking at 40% of chemical abortions in 2019. And with 42 states reporting, there was like an increase of 10% in a year for the chemical abortion. So we're seeing such a high rise versus the surgical procedure, more women getting the chemical abortion. According to the CDC, abortions have increased slightly for the first time since 2006. So we're also mm-hmm. seeing not only a rise in the chemical abortion, but we're also seeing a rise in women having an abortion.
1: hmm Wow. Well, now,
0: one thing I'd like to make clear is, there, with some of the misinformation that's out there, is the abortion pill can be reversed. And this is very important because and we have had many calls where women have said, I regret taking that first pill and it's, and have been told that it's too late. And they wonder if it is. It might be, but then it might not be. And I've put on um, this slide, abortionpillreversal.com. They have been very successful in re- reversing the abortion pill. And they have the helpline, 877-558-0333. And what they do is they connect women who have taken the first dose of the abortion pill to a network of more than 800 medical professionals trained to administer the abortion pill reversal protocol. Now, some of the misinformation is that it's not safe, when in fact it really is. And if you explore the abortionpillreversal.com, they do a wonderful job educating why it is not harmful to the mother or to the baby mm-hmm.
1: is that so, because it's progesterone
0: yes yes it's uh-huh. just a it's a huge dose of progesterone, which you know i 'm not a nurse, but I have interviewed Dr. Donna Harrison, and they have been doing that for many years, and so it is not uncommon and it is not harmful mm-hmm. so How that abortion pill reversal process works, the ultrasound confirms the viability of the baby. And then, like you said, a large dose of progesterone is administered to reverse the effects of the abortion pill. And it continues, the treatment continues throughout the first trimester. And as it looks on the screen, the progesterone has been used routinely and safely with pregnancy since the 1950s. And this is the interesting, this is what is so wonderful about the abortion pill reversal processes. They have saved 64 to 68% of the pregnancies. So it does work despite what some people have said that it doesn't. And just let me say, too, that I interviewed Abby Johnson, and I've also interviewed people that have worked at Planned Parenthood, and they particularly do not mention and do not tell about the abortion pill reversal. So this is very important for our clients and for the for the viewers to understand. Yes, that there it can be reversed if the mother would like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it has to be, has to be within seventy two hours.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, go ahead. W- what about uh, ectopic pregnancies? Uh, if you're taking a pill, you're not necessarily getting a picture taken. Um, of your fallopium tubes. And can that be a, a dangerous thing?
0: Absolutely, and we're gonna talk about that. So this next slide, Donna Harrison was a board certified in obstetrics and gynecology. And she's the executive director of the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetrics, obstetrics and Gynecologists. Mm-hmm. And she has studied this extensively. And I interviewed her and she said that abortion at eight weeks, now this is with the chemical abortion, that 8% of women are, are ending up in the emergency room. And that abortion at 12, 13, and 14 weeks, one out of three ending up needing surgery because of hemorrhage. Now, she had said that the, long, the longer you are in your pregnancy with the chemical abortion, the more risks are associated with it. So the, mm-hmm. so the, if you're more or less, you know, six, six to seven, eight weeks, there's, it runs a less risk. But when you get to be more like 12, 13, 14, there is a bigger, larger risk of hemorrhage or um, complications. Mm-hmm. Now you talked about the, and she has said that, and the, the studies have said that chemical abortion is, it's four times the rate of complication than the surgical. So it's a lot more dangerous than the surgical procedure. Um, The problem with the atopic pregnancy, so the problem with the the dangerous thing with these chemical abortions is, like what you said, the atopic pregnancies, where is that baby implanted? If it's implanted in the womb, the chemical abortion, that is where the, the medication works. It does not work in an atopic pregnancy. So if a woman feels like, if a woman doesn't know, if she doesn't have an ultrasound and she takes this medication and she has an atopic pregnancy, you know, one of the signs and symptoms is with the chemical abortion is they say, you will have cramping, you will have bleeding. And she becomes her own doctor and it's like, what is normal? What is, a nor- what is normal cramping? What is normal bleeding? And if it is an atopic pregnancy, Donna Harrison, Dr. Donna Harrison said, you can bleed out within three hours. And so it could be if she has an atopic pregnancy that, and she doesn't know taking the chemical abortion could be very fatal to her. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It's where it's implanted. Yeah. And, And if without an ultrasound, you don't know. And some of the risks are involved is, if you don't have a doctor's under a doctor's care, and you don't know, it could be very fatal. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what's interesting too, what I learned from Dr. Donna Harrison is that, um, well, she has said three out of a three percent, three out of a hundred have ruptured ectopic pregnancies. So without doing an ultrasound, there's no way of telling. And in the United States, this is interesting, that there is no way that we do not code for death by abortion. We code in lots of different other ways, like if someone dies of heart disease, but there is no code to code for if women die from abortion. So when you hear that abortion is safe, that it's safer than actually having a baby, well, The reason why they can say that is because there's no codifying with abortion. So we have no idea how many women are actually dying from abortion. Wow. Which is...
1: I didn't didn't know that. that. Well, uh, do you see it uh, uh, continuing on? It's about 40% of uh, abortions now, chemical abortions. Do you see it going higher and higher as a percentage? I...
0: Your question is, do I see it increasing?
1: Yes, on a percentage basis. Uh,
0: I see it, yeah, because of the popularity and because it's, it's easier. And, you know, I see that we're, you know, we are really pushing for the chemical abortion that I've seen um, with, with Planned Parenthood and, you know, some of – it's just – and even with, you know, globally – the chemical abortion, we are, we, it is becoming more favorable and trying to be really um, just, I mean, where, where the chemical abortion is like the most popular form of terminating a pregnancy. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, what, what else have you found in your studies?
0: Well, I'm sorry, what?
1: What else have you found in your uh, studies of this topic?
0: Sure. So there's risk factors with related to abortion with chemical abortions. So what Dr. Donna Harrison had said was that there are like 80 at the time that we were talking there, which was about six months ago, there were 80 websites where you could get the chemical abortion with with no prescription or a doctor's appointment necessary. Wow. And and you can order the abortion pill by bulk. Now, why is this alarming? Because sex traffickers can order the abortion pill by bulk,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they women are giving these abortion pills sometimes even in their smoothies. Mm. But the, ma- the main thing is not being under a doctor's care, no mm-hmm. screening for an ultrasound, and you don't. And and there's been doctors saying that. It is estimated. I think the the statistic was well over 50% of women do not know how far along they are in pregnancy, and without doing an ultrasound, it's just a guess. Now that the RU486, it only goes to a certain um, week of pregnancy. So anything anything over that, you, excuse me, you run a very very broad health. Uh, complication risks. Mm -hmm. Um, Another chemical abortion uh, risk is being administered without her knowledge or consent. And there have been boyfriends, there have been human traffickers, there have been pimps that have done this. Um, Incorrect incorrect date of last period, not being prepared for the actual event as we talked about when a woman has called, and, and and I've had numerous calls where they're not prepared to see. You know, it is, it's still true that they say, you know, you'll see a mass or you'll see a blob. They're not ready, uh, Brendan, to see the actual baby with a chemical abortion. And so, you know, it, it can be a traumatic loss, and it can be a moral shock. The difference between a, a surgical procedure and a chemical procedure is culpability. And what you mean by that is, you know, there's somewhat of a distance between the, the doctor performing the abortion and the woman actually taking the pill. Um, she becomes the one that's responsible for the abortion. In other words, she's the one that feels like she killed. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: it does. Yep. So that's a a, a greater psychological burden for her, I would think.
0: Yeah, a lot more burden. Um, Yeah. And and usually they're alone. They have not told very many people that, that they're pregnant or going to get the chemical abortion. And if you saw the movie Unplanned, that is very true. And I hear women just say how much they bled now. That's not with everybody. You know, I've had other women that have called that are in crisis, emotional crisis, to say that, you know, their chemical abortion, it it was cramping, but it wasn't to the degree of some. So, you know, it does vary. We'll have to, you know, say that. Mm-hmm. So there was a study in India, and this is just really alarming, um, with the chemical abortion. And it was just 100 women. And look at these, look at what has happened with these complications. And I wrote um, the, the reference is the International of, Journal of Reproduction, Contraception, Obstetrics, and Gynecology. Now these were self-administered medical abortion pills. So only 26% had taken the pill within the prescribed gestational age limit. Seventy-three percent consumed without any prior medical consultation, which means they didn't know how far along they were. They could have been wrong when their pregnancy could have been a topic pregnancy. Forty-nine percent—that's half—presented with an incomplete abortion, requiring surgical evacuation. Twenty-eight percent required blood transfusions. Twenty-four presented with life-threatening shock, and three percent with sepsis. Now, and I have to say that we have to remember that these are store, You know, each each percent or each each person here has a story. You know, these are women, and mm-hmm. you know sometimes we can get lost in statistics. But this is very alarming. Um, how how physically complicated and and um, life threatening this can be. And it's not just so simple and easy as you can find on other websites where they say, you know, your relief stops here. It's safe, and it's. I've heard, I've seen on websites where they say, the medical abortion is safer than having a baby, having a a full-term pregnancy, and that's just not the case.
1: That's that's a lie.
0: Yeah, it is a lie. Um, Dr. Laura Lederer is a, she studies human trafficking. She's with Global Centurion. And we have to remember our human traffic victims. 71% had experienced at least one pregnancy. 22% had experienced five or more pregnancies. 55% had one abortion and 29% had multiple abortions. And mm-hmm. a lot of these now are chemical abortions and which can also lead to infertility. Surgical abortion as well can lead to infertility, but chemical abortion can be as well. And she talked about backdoor abortions, and what happens with the backdoor abortion is that pimps will, um, after hours, will secure an abortion for their, um, for the for, for the women that are being trafficked for sexual favors instead of paying for it. And so it's just there's just so much evil out there and and things that are going on that's just really above, above what anybody's imagination can be. So this is just so alarming that um you know we're we're supposed to be for women and empowering women but this is far from empowering women. Mm-hmm. Julius Vogel, this, was, this is an older um, gentleman, I mean, this is an older quote, but he was a psychiatrist and he also was an OBGYN that performed over 10,000 abortions. And I just want to read this quote. Because it is so true. Um, He says, Julius Vogel, who both is a psychiatrist and OBGYN and is a pioneer of abortion rights, performed tens of thousands of abortions, testified that it always exacts a psychological price. Every woman, whatever her age, background, or sexuality, has a trauma at destroying a pregnancy. A level of humanness is touched. This is part of her own life. When she destroys a pregnancy, she is destroying herself. There is no way it can be innocuous.
1: Mm-hmm. One
0: is dealing with a life force. It is totally beside the point whether or not you think life is there. You cannot deny that something is being created and that this creation is physically happening. Often the trauma may sink into the unconscious and never surface in a woman's lifetime, but it is not as harmless and casual an event as many in the pro-abortion crowd insist. A psychological price is paid. It may be alienation. It may be a pushing away from human warmth, perhaps a hardening of the maternal instinct. Something happens on a deeper level of a woman's consciousness when she destroys a pregnancy. I know that as a psychiatrist."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you ever heard that before?
1: Um, I think so. I think I read it <laughs> on your website. Uh- We have one minute left uh, in this first show. Uh, What what next did you want to cover?
0: All right. Um, There was, just to let you know about an abortion, you know, sometimes we we learn, you know, we hear about stories, we forget about the stories. And there was, abortion changes you. There is a case, a, a research article that came out. And this is just one of the, you know, the testimonies of a woman that shared and they say they tell you it's your choice in the moment, but you don't feel that it is. Being unable to afford it, unable to tell your loved ones, not having the help or feeling unable to support a child when your partner doesn't want it like you do. All these things push you, blind you to the decision that you don't realize will destroy you. And what we, what I like to say, it's just not only psychological, it, it, Abortion affects your entire well-being, your biopsychosocial, spiritual, and there's much healing that needs to take place.
1: I see. Well, um, we're finished with part one, and we're going to come back next week with part two. Uh, thank you very much, Kaylyn, for explaining that, and look forward to the next show. And right, folks, thank you. Folks, we hope you found today's show to be unique, informative, content-rich, truthful, and thought-provoking. Mm-hmm. Proceeding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass. 02119. Attention LP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708- 3241 or email us at radio at org.